Hello and welcome to episode one of the Big Lad podcast. Today I'm joined with my first guest and fellow my protein athlete, Manny. Would you like to give yourself a little introduction of who I, you are and um, what you're about? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, my name's Manny, um, more commonly known as Chief. Um, Chief, yeah. I mean, there's a story behind that, but we'll get into Not that gonna a little lie. bit. For about three months when I first knew you, I genuinely thought your name was Chief. <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> lot, to be honest, a lot of people just call me Chief, even yeah. work colleagues. So <laughs> it, it 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 sounds nice with my last name, Chief Chikavira. It just rings. Yeah. It's a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, I am that nerd who <laughs> on their Instagram, I don't like the typical, oh, here's a picture of me in a medium top and asking a question about your workout. I like to give a lot of science behind what I do, why I do what I do. So when people come to my page as an influencer, I'm not just influencing you to buy products, but influencing you to become a better version of yourself. So you actually walk away having been on my page with more knowledge than you did when you came on. Refer, you do put a lot of effort into your sort of photos and um, editing in general, which yeah is good to see instead of what you see quite often, which is a load of topless selfies, <laughs> which <laughs> we've spoke about recently quite a bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're going to get started off with some quick fire questions. So I've not told Manny about these beforehand. These are straight up answers. Uh, so first one, what was your dream job as a kid? Uh, funnily enough, my dream job was to be a PE teacher when I was a kid. It's better than mine. Mine was um, a bin man, but I wanted to be the bin man lorry driver. <laughs> they get paid <laughs> a lot. Me, don't paid ask me lot. why. <laughs> I just thought it was cool as a kid. Um, <laughs> next one. Uh, what thing are you looking forward to most in 2021? Uh, normality. I'm looking forward to being able to go to the gym and um it it being able to stay open long enough for me to see progress yeah that that's been an absolute nightmare recently hasn't it because it's been sort yeah. of stop start not being able to get into the proper swing of things and it's been just a bit of a ball ache really and i don't know about you but i'm sick of home workouts honestly i've this time around i've not even bothered because uh, like we've had conversations about yeah, how yeah. much my weight fluctuates like I spend years building myself up on lean muscle mass. I get to, you know, close to 15 stone. Then a lockdown happens. I go down to like 13, 12, and then I go back up and then I'm back down to like 11. That's so. some big fluctuations. Like, I can't even remember the last time I was 15 stone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before the first lockdown, I was at my biggest, my heaviest, my strongest. Like yeah. there was nothing stopping me day in, day out. I was absolutely smashing it. The first lockdown happened. And of course, everyone lost a bit of weight. But because it was such a small lockdown, muscle memory, um, not like how people know it. it yeah. It, it's, it's a bit more complex than that. It's obviously all about the synapses, et cetera. But I won't go into the science. <laughs> but basically, basically, it just means like the neural connections that you made when you train the first time, they're easy to build back up on when it's only been a short period of time, which yeah, is why is my weight was able weeks, to... wasn't it? Yeah, uh, so that's why my weight was able to fluctuate. But this time round, I've just thought, you know what? I'm just going to take a break. <laughs> Put him, you mate. There's nothing worse than going into a cold garage trying to do a workout. Takes a while to get going. <laughs> um, next one. Uh, when you're not working, how do you spend your time? I know you're a bit of a gamer. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> straight up it. PlayStation guy. I'm I'm on a game chair, so a gaming chair, which costs 160. So I mean, not surgery. Spending the money there. <laughs> what is your go-to takeaway? Indian, Indian, Indian takeaways. I'm yeah. more of a Chinese guy. I don't know why. I love a biryani, mate. Oof. The thing, the thing is though, when I have an Indian, I'm like, why do I don't? Why do I not have more Indians? But mm. I think I've just been used to having Chinese. Uh, <laughs> what is your favourite muscle group to work out? See, do you know what? I'm one of those weirdos where it changes for me. Same. I, I'm the same. Like, I'll find one exercise that I'll just 
love for like a good few weeks and then it'll move on to a different completely different yeah. exercise yeah so i think i i, I pulled my shoulder um like this is when i was getting to my heaviest i pulled my shoulder and for about two three months all i could do was train legs and my legs got really big in that time but it, it was so tough because I go to the gym, I, I could do like 10 kg bicep curls <laughs> and like I couldn't do any more. So like, yeah, the only way I could lift heavy is by doing legs. So for ages, I was just obsessed with legs. <laughs> but then the moment I could train something else, I was obsessed with chest. I was accepting, yeah. you know, <laughs> it just moves. Yeah, it's like when I um, did my knee a couple of years back, all I could do was upper body. So I was like hobbling around the gym, just smashing upper body. <laughs> and it was for about three months as well. It wasn't like a short period of time. So yeah, once I was able to do legs again, I was just smashing them. Yeah. <laughs> missing them. Going on from that, what's your favorite exercise? Um, I would have to say a deadlift. Yeah, to be fair, during the lockdowns, that is probably the one exercise that I properly missed doing. Yeah. And last quick fire question is favorite my protein product. Do you know what? I'm gonna sound a bit soft saying this, <laughs> right? But the clear weight isolate. It oh honestly it has changed. Do you know what? It, it's, it's changed, changed the game, the hasn't game it? it is ridiculous. Yeah, it, does. <laughs> it is ridiculous and i don't think there's a single flavor that i don't like you're the one who got me onto them i remember because oh, I, as soon as it came out i was like that sounds so good just to have a drink that's like literally drinking like robinson's cordial isn't it yeah yeah it's just so light that, yeah you don't get that big bloated feeling in your stomach after like having a normal protein shake mm. and like i said like i don't think any of the flavors i've not enjoyed the, I'd say probably the worst one for me is the bitter lemon. Mm. But even that's still, like, I'd still drink it. I think the thing is, as well, there's so many flavours. Like, yeah. I stayed on grape for ages. I've only and then I went tried to that. <laughs> for ages. And then I went to coconut for ages. Like, and there's still so many. As soon as, like, a new one comes out, though, I'm straight on it. Like, yeah, I'm like that's yeah, going straight are. in yeah, my check <laughs> <laughs> I think I've tried every single one of them now as well. But, yeah. Anyway, we'll get um, on with some of the topics of the podcast. So, the first one we've got up is fad diets, keto, skinny jabs, and just in general, celebrities endorsing rubbish products. Because... This is quite a big topic at the moment. You've probably seen recently with uh, James Smith and Darren Cartel um, sort of outing Daniel Lloyd on the keto mm -hmm. uh, diet and products. And it's over the last couple of years, it's been quite big on Instagram, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely has. In, in general. And finally, it seems that some sort of similar sized accounts are fighting back and sort of out in these people for just trying to sell crap basically yeah and then one of the big ones for me is people demonizing carbs and i think partly that comes from the whole keto craze because it's all about cutting carbs out isn't it and basically getting your energy from protein and um fats yeah i mean i've got two two very strong points on that so obviously the first one being I'll I'll, I'll tackle keto after because that requires a little bit more. We've got some know, heat um, coming, I can tell. Yeah. So I mean the first issue is people's relationship with food. Yeah. So this whole demonising of carbs, it 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 really does stem from um, the fact that carbs are the easiest, uh, you know, energy source in a food for us to consume yeah. you know if if you go to get a tesco's meal deal you you know you're probably getting a wrap you're getting a sandwich you're getting a bag of crisps what's yeah. that that's a lot of carbs yeah you know if you're hungry on the weekend you're having a takeaway you're having a mcdonald's you're having Full pizza you're having rice it's all carbs so a lot of people will now then associate carbs with all these bad foods because that's what they're having the most of yeah. and it creates this really bad relationship where people think that they need to cut out carbs but yeah. it's long been said like somebody can get overweight or out of shape 
by eating too much of good stuff anyway. It's yeah, about exactly. calories. Exactly. It's calories in, calories out, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, but that's people it. Yeah, want it's these, very simple. People would just want to jump on these sort of crazed diets of whatever's going on at the time. They'll just hop on it, and most of the time, what they're losing is water weight, isn't it, in general? Yeah, and then they think, oh, this, this diet works. When long-term, the results aren't going to stay. It's well, all about this, is, this is where I'm going to now <laughs> Here <we> go <laughs> on keto. So obviously we all know that a ketogenic diet is based on focusing on changing um, the, the energy source, right? So carbs, it's, it's very quick. It's one in, one out, right? And you then go and change your energy source predominantly to fats. So you want fats as your energy source. So you all but cut out uh, carbs which is great, but it's not what the body is naturally meant to do. So the issue with the ketogenic diet, it it does work, right? For those people who are like, oh, come on, but there's evidence. Yes, yes, it works. But the problem is you have so little control over a ketogenic diet that it's actually dangerous. Because the issue is you might say, look, I'm 90 kgs and I want to drop down to 80 kgs. With a systematic approach and a diet, you can tailor yourself to have a balanced diet and get down to that just by working in a calorie deficit. But with a ketogenic diet, when you change your energy system, right, your body is not allowing you to store anything, right? It's burning everything that you store. Obviously it's a long, it's a long process to get to that. But once you get to that, your body is, it's changed the way it operates. And the issue is, just because you've hit your goal now and you've said, you know what, I'm done with ketogenic diet. I don't want to be on this anymore. Yeah. I want to, I want to, you know, maintain this weight and I want to go back to a normal diet. Your body's still in this system where it's flushing out and it's not allowing you to store. So the issue that you run into is you can't just stop on Monday and say, do you know what, I'm now going to eat normal. It's going to take you a long time. Yeah, you're going to sort of phase yourself yeah, out yeah, and, and the issue is you, you, you run into very dangerous territory where you now can't put on weight, you can't put on muscle, and exercising is, is coming at a detriment as well. Yeah, exactly. And, There's a, People find about a week or two in, don't they, that they get, um, what did they call it? It's like keto sickness or something, the keto flu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because of that rundown, because there's, as you say, there's no energy. You're depleted, being yeah. Yeah. And don't even get me started on these uh, skinny jabs that we keep seeing. I mean, <sighs> the, the issue here is, is that people think that you don't need to work hard. If it was possible for everyone, everyone we could all do, do it. it. Exactly. We'd all look at, you know, like Greek gods and goddesses, but it's not. And the reason why there's so much popularity with these fad diets, these skinny jabs, these skinny teas and coffees where your innards are just being released. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? You end up with diarrhea for two weeks. You want an easy way. And there is no easy way, unfortunately. It's hard work, right? Yeah. And it's common sense. Exactly. Remember uh, the game of snakes? You know, snake? on the Nokia. Yeah, oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Right. The snake eats more, so what happens? It gets bigger. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Reverse engineer, eat exactly. less, you get smaller. Simple. It, I think that one of the issues is it. It, I think it should be taught at a school level. Like when you're in, say, maybe primary school, you get taught, you know, a little bit about healthy foods and this, that, and the other. Yeah. But I think it needs to go further than that to sort of educate people in how to make healthy meals, how to eat healthily on a budget, and things like that. I think that's the main issue with all of these products. They basically target sort of vulnerable people because they don't have the sort of prior knowledge to make a a sort of educated decision on whether they do this mad keto diet or skinny jab or boom bard or whatever the bloody hell they are now these days. I think people just need to be educated at that young age so they know about all of this stuff and how to sort of manage their diet. I think people have also lost touch with research. Yeah, um, exactly. Because, Google's free. It, it's not know, hard, it's is it? So, it's so easy just to go yeah. on Google and type in, you know, this is my height, this is my weight, this is my age. You know, how many calories should I be consuming and how much should I weigh as, you know, a health baseline? And then just operate off of that. But people want to pay someone else to do that for them. Yeah, exactly. Did you, uh, did you see James Haskell's run the other night? 
Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 So where he was saying about there's a there's a woman at work and she's cut out chocolate bars and she's lost half a stone or whatever, and then she assumes that it's the chocolate bars that have made her overweight. Yeah, when, but it's in the fact, fact that she's no longer having that chocolate, which exactly. accounted for you know 500 calories, say, and she's now not having 500. And she's calories. now in a calorie deficit and she's yeah. losing weight. And then he he talked about a fella who's cut out alcohol for January and all of a sudden he's lost 10 kilos. And now he assumes that that is to do with the, the beer. With well, it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's to do with the fact that you've took that out and now you're in a calorie deficit. This is this is one of the biggest problems, though, because yeah. all of these fad diets and stuff like that, what they do is they misrepresent themselves. What they do is they put you in a calorie deficit, but then they change your diet completely. Yeah, so that they, you they take out the stuff you, you enjoy. eating before was yeah. bad and what you're yeah. eating now is good like you don't need to spend you know a hundred pounds a week on shopping yeah. i remember i used to do this segment on how much i spent on shopping and yeah. people were shocked they were like how is this guy you know 14 and a half stone you know sub 10 body uh, body fat percentage you know living off of 20 pounds a week and it was like simple isn't it? oats you know a bag of one kg of oats which will last me a whole month cost me 80p yeah. pasta which is five kgs cost me one pound and then obviously buying my meats and stuff that is the most expensive part yeah. and it, it's so cheap like when you meal prep it's so cheap i think yeah. the cheapest meals i was having were, were you know it was tuna pasta sweet corn i was getting they were it. very calorie rich and it was costing me about 25p per meal and Can't i was having six it. a day yeah i used to smash that one it was um rowing a couple of bottles yeah. of that after training Easy. Yeah. Just cook it up oh, in one big batch. Yeah, big batch. Put it in the fridge. Sorted, done. It? But I think people can't be asked with that in general, and they'd rather just get something and whack it in the oven, and it's done in twenty minutes, yeah. half an hour. Yeah. But it comes back again. I think to the. It needs to be in schools. It needs to be educated from a young age. But equally, it is about forming those habits and you can't yeah, yeah. form those yeah, habits course, yeah. with without even trying yeah. like arnie said that um bodybuilding is not about how much you can lift but how much you can eat yeah and, <laughs> yeah well, it's 80 food isn't it, at the end of the day 20 percent in the gym and jay cutler said eating is the most boring part of, yeah. of his existence. I he said, imagine. I hate eating. Yeah. But Going I know I they were eating as well. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous amounts but, of foods. But uh, uh, I was listening as well, actually, today to Darren Cartel speak to, you know, Holly from Geordie Shaw. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on no, that to be fair. To be fair, she was actually, it was a really good podcast. It was on for about 45 minutes. I listened to it early mm-hmm. whilst it was working. And um, you never tend to hear it from their side of things. And uh, they, they started talking about, um, obviously, she started Geordie Shore at 18. And apparently for mm-hmm. the first, like, three seasons, they didn't actually get paid. So there's barely any money coming in. They just lived in a house that was paid for and got all the food and drink. And then they got paid on the side for sort of um, club appearances. Yeah, yeah, basically. So her agent had come to her with, you know, one of these fad diets, but booties or whatever they're called at the time and um so you're going to get paid this amount just post this this and this and she said when i first started posting i actually didn't know whether they were good or bad for me like and then it was only when sort of people like james smith and Darren sort of shout like had a go and shouted out about her that she started sort of questioning it whether it was good or this that and the other so it's basically i think a lot of these celebrities that are posting about these products don't actually know the effects that they have one on the body and well most of them don't actually even take them in the first place they just get the paycheck Mm. and sort of carry on but i think a lot of them don't actually have any knowledge of what they actually do to you is it's quite interesting that you mentioned that because if we go back to the whole topic of fad diets etc the reason why they're so popular is because people don't have the you know the basic or fundamental knowledge surrounding nutrition and exercise. So a lot of the times people buy into it and people promote it because they don't actually understand that they're either in a calorie uh, calorie deficit or this 
new, you know, waist trainer or ab trainer is not is not what's causing the change, but you having a goal and focused on something yeah. is causing you to work harder. And now you're attributing it to whatever, you know, gimmick that you've bought into. Because I, I, I myself bought into one of those ab trainers. This is when I was doing my first um, oh, like men's physique ele- competition. Ele- electrode things. Yeah. And yeah. I, I researched it. And obviously the, the, the evidence seems sound and everything like that. You know, it, if people don't know, it basically just sends shocks to your abs, which emulates um, the tensing when you're doing a setup. Um, yeah etc you can't fool the body the body knows what's going on if because there's a lot of you know other muscles being engaged but that's besides the point but even myself i bought into that but at the same time i was also doing abs every single day twice a day and then using this at night time so you sort of assumed that it was there and i and my thought processing was you know my abs haven't ever looked this good it's not because i'm doing it two times a day it's because i'm using this thing at night time It's it's almost like confirmation bias, isn't it? Like, yeah. if you think it's that, then you're going to assume. Well, yeah. If yeah. you if you believe something enough, you'll find information yeah. to further support it rather than information that goes against it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I've got one last thing on this whole fad diet topic, and it is the intermittent fasting phase that everyone went through it it was quite popular sort of last year and the I'm year off. before I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> but it, oh, yeah listen right let me just let me just before anybody even dares to comment on this right <laughs> i i Get have dedicated now, just... <laughs> i have dedicated a lot of my time in life and education into nutrition anatomy physiology Right. So I, I've had arguments with friends. I've even had fallouts with friends over this whole intermittent fasting nonsense. Right. <laughs> um, I won't go into my qualifications. I want to throw that around to say, you know, I have more credibility than this person because of what I've studied. It's besides the point. But I, I had a friend. Right. Who, you know, was going on about, you know, the benefits and everything like this. And he was completely negating either a calorie deficit or a calorie uh, surplus. He wasn't even thinking about that. He was just thinking, you know, I'm not going to eat all day and then I'm going to eat at nighttime, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And because, you know, I'm not, everyone knows what it is. You know, you're not eating in the morning and you start training on an empty stomach. You're using up yeah. the stored energy from the day before. So essentially you're, you're treating yourself like an engine where all the gunk at the bottom is being used up <laughs> before you refill yourself, whatever. I've, spoken to many gps and doctors about this and not one has said anything about the benefits of intermittent fasting so when i was having this conversation um this was in bannantine so very upscale upmarket gym and this guy um popped in and he said i'm a doctor and i've been a doctor for 25 years and he said i can definitively tell you that intermittent fasting is 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 useless and obviously we then had a bit more of a conversation about it, but it, it all comes down to the basics. No, like there is no reason why people try and dress things up and make them yeah. complicated. If, you're in, if you wanna lose weight, you're in a uh, deficit. If you wanna gain weight, you're in a surplus. If you wanna maintain weight, you need to figure out what your, um, your daily energy requirements are your extra energy requirements are based on your work, your exercise, compile those together and you know exactly what you need to eat to, to maintain your weight. The, the exercise is completely separate, right? So when you exercise, you're sculpting yourself and when you're eating, you're either building yourself up or, or, or reducing yourself. Treat it like clay. <laughs> Food is the clay that you put onto, onto the turning table and the diet is how you, you know, uh, the exercise is how you sculpt it and how you shape it. It's as simple as that. Nothing else matters. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) I think, (laughs) to be fair, the only thing I can say with intermittent fasting is it may help people who struggle getting in a calorie deficit to get in one by essentially skipping one meal in the morning. So if they just ate 
lunch and dinner, or they just eat yeah. dinner uh, if they just have like breakfast and dinner. Then, if they're only having two meals instead of say three, I think that's the only sort of benefit you can actually get from it. Yeah, I mean those kind of people, science and things like that. But yeah, yeah. those kind of people. Yeah, it makes sense. Like you've you've chosen a diet that works with you know your day to day. Like my friend who done the intermittent fasting. The reason why he done it is because he was up early for work at like eight o'clock, and then he had work until six. And he couldn't eat during work, so he would. And then when he finished work, <laughs> would he would not then be train going from eight till six without food. Yeah, honestly. Sounds so like then he would train after work, which basically meant that being um, on an intermittent fast made sense to him because yeah. it then put structure to the lack of structure. Yeah. But it was it's very unhealthy because there's yeah, a lot of things right, yeah. that go on in the body. You're running on empty all day long. Yeah. That's not healthy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, drive from, you know, Glasgow all the way down to York um, on an empty tank. No. So got to take snacks for the road. To, yeah, you know what I mean. Expecting <laughs> yeah. your body to do the same, it's gonna fail at some point. Yeah, yeah. It might not straight away, but it will some point along the journey. Yeah, you might get through that first day, but I don't think I'd get through the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Those big lads are gonna eat. Um, Right, we'll move on to the second portion of the podcast, which is where we're going to start speaking about steroids, PEDs, <laughs> and fake natties. Now, I think, it, well, it's more accepted now than it was, but the thing that used to really do my head in was the so-called first sort of wave of fitness influencers. Mm where they go use my plan you can look like me in six weeks and everyone jumps on their plan because they think they're going to look like them in six weeks when actual fact they're they're not because at the end of the day these so-called fitness influencers are taking performance enhancing drugs whether it be steroids whatever and i think we are to be fair we are seeing less of that sort of sale through looking like ex-influencer but now we're starting to see the sort of trend of some fitness influencers sort of coming out and saying what they have been on. So um, two people that I've seen recently are Marian, uh, who's a Dutch guy. I think he's about mm-hmm. our age as well. Um, yeah. He's just came out to say that he's now on testosterone um, replacement therapy. And then you've got Joe Lindner. I think I've said that right. He's a German fella. Uh, you've probably seen him, the guy with the uh, sort of alien chest thing. That yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's come out recently and started talking about his oh, sort of... I didn't know he'd come out. That's quite Yeah, he's done quite a few videos, actually. They're really good. Um, so check them out on YouTube. I'll actually put them in the, the bio below if anyone wants to watch them. Um, Plug. You are. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully he gives me a shout out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think the amount of people out there now that are sort of getting outed by people um, like other YouTube accounts doing these natty or not, but then they come out and blatantly say, oh no, I'm natural. When you look at these fellas, (laughs) not being funny, like they're shredded year round. They've got the biggest delt you've ever seen. (laughs) And the chest is like a bloody table. You could put two pints on either side of the chest. They're, They're... I mean, I won't get too much into the politics of it because a lot of people now, they've yeah. gone away from this whole, if you want to look like me, yeah. here's my diet plan and here's yeah. my workout plan and you're going to look exactly like me. Uh, a lot of the time now, it's very specialised. It's uh, I, Because of what I've been able to accomplish, I can help you, yeah. get, you know, get further along in your journey, which is a lot better and it creates a healthy atmosphere in the fitness world. And people being outed or people actually coming out is good because it shows that it kind of takes away the stigmatization that if you're using ergogenic aids, be it, you know, impact whey, creatine, steroids, um, oral, you know, these um, psalms, for instance, all of these, like whatever you're taking, um, it takes away the stigmatization that you can just take something and instantly 
you're wham, you've completed yeah, gym. You you've still got to put the work in at the end of the day. Amount. Yeah, you still got to put the work in. But I think the problem before was that people weren't um, weren't saying that the reason why I've been able to hit this level is yeah. because I've had an extra edge, which you which you don't have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's good that a lot of people are coming out, but yeah. it's, it's still saddening to see that some of these people who are put on a pedestal and are held up in high esteem yeah. are quite obviously not of a natural um, yeah. state. Right. And they're claiming to be. And the reason why is because the human body is not built for that. Oh. You know, oh, yeah. long like, gone are the days of selective breeding. If you don't know what selective breeding is, it's basically if you had a group of big men, right? And say you had women who also could work very well. What they would do is they would breed that man with this hardworking woman with the nice genetics so that that genetic predisposition is passed on to the offspring and so on and so forth until you've weeded out the smaller specimen right that doesn't really happen anymore so you can't tell me that you're 110 kgs you haven't trained for a year and you're still shredded there's no way my guy like your body's not naturally meant to be like that the fact that you had to train to get to that point clearly shows that you're you're that's not your natural state so don't get me wrong a lot of these people have very good genetics to begin with like a lot of them are are very good like they'd be in very good shape without taking. I need water. to. Like, I need to interject there because this is another thing. People don't really understand what genetics means. Like I've had it often where people have been like, "Yeah, but I know you're big, but it's uh, genetics." Genetically, I'm predisposed uh, predisposed to being very slim. Like very. So was I. To be, to be fair, like I've put photos of me up on yeah. my Instagram, and before I joined the gym, I was like six foot two and ten stone yeah. too. But then people always choose <laughs> the reason why you're now big is yeah. because you have this genetic advantage. Genetics yeah. only goes so far as to give you a baseline, right? Yeah. So, like my skeletal structure is my genetics, right? So, you know, from where I'm from, I'm from Zimbabwe, and Zimbabweans tend to be quite short and tend to be quite small. So I'm taller than the average in my country, yeah. right? And the, the the body shape that I am is because of the hard work. Yeah. The genetic predisposition just means that I struggle to put on fat the same way somebody else might train the same as me, might put on fat a lot easier. But it also means that it's harder for me to gain weight, but easy for me to lose weight. So when I don't train, I become very small, which is obviously why my weight fluctuates so much. But then because I work really hard and I eat loads, then, you know, you can see me go from 11 stone to 14 stone in X amount of time. Of course, you know, there's a lot of other things that go in, you know, the supplementation, the training style, rest, etc. But I've been doing this for years. So I know what I need to do to get to a certain point. Yeah. But the problem is a lot of people, a lot of people don't. So they just take it on the chin and say, oh, okay, do you know what? I'm jumping on a cycle. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, <laughs> never, I'll never be able to be like that unless I take steroids. And yeah. it's like, the you first is, need to though, understand yourself before. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the, the thing now is how common they are in just commercial gyms. Like I'll, I'll go into my gym. I'm, I'm at a JD gym, which is obviously a commercial gym. And you you just have to have a look around the room and you can, you can spot people that are on gear from a mile away, usually because yeah. they don't have any legs. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> No legs, just shoulders like yeah, yeah, literally, they're just like shaped like a Dorito. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, how easy it is to get. Like I get followed um, every now and again by these just like steroid Instagram pages and they're literally shipping them worldwide. I'm like, what on earth is going on like and because obviously like young lads now are seeing all these people talk about steroids and stuff like that they almost think that they need to do that because they did which i don't think is the way they should be looking at it the way most of these people that are coming out to say that they've been on steroids is that they're saying don't do it um know the sort of um the ramifications (laughs) of what is going to happen when you are on it sort of um, don't make the same mistakes as they did but instead they just think oh, I'm just going to get on it 
and it, it I think me. a lot of people, a lot of people try like they don't think like if you're gonna go on steroids or do anything like that, like why are you doing it? If you're yeah, doing it exactly. just to show off to your boyfriends, yeah. like it's not worth it. A lot of you know, them do don't it just waste to be the money biggest guy in the room, to, don't they? Yeah, it's not it's not worth it. Like no. unless you're competing or unless yeah. you have vested interest, you know, like some of these big influencers, they make money out of their body shapes. So it yeah. makes sense that they invest in steroids, right? Yeah. Some people will compete, so it makes sense. Or they've been training for, you know, five years and yeah. they've hit their physical peak that they can naturally get to and they want to get to the next level. Then at that point, it makes sense that they would experiment with steroids. But if you're going into the gym in your first, you know, lifting year and you, you just want to be big, you want to get big quick, you don't want to, yeah. you know, put in the hours, don't waste your time. Just save your money. You know what yeah. I mean? Use, you know, use um, supplement companies and like focus on that first and get in a regime with supplements before you even contemplate something like that. That's the thing as well. Like people have the pyramid all wrong, don't they? Um, yeah. They put sort of supplements at the bottom, whether it be protein, creatine, even steroids involved with all that. Then they've got sort of your nutrition, your sleep and everything, like work ethic and all, all sorts of stuff on top. When the basis should be how often you go to the gym, how hard you train, then you sleep, your nutrition all at the bottom. And then you sort of, as you get higher and higher to the top of the peak, then you start to include your supplements and things like that. But yeah. people are just going out there and spending hundreds and hundreds of pounds on things that don't do that much. Like obviously protein shakes i have pretty much daily because they're just an easy way to get protein in especially for someone mine and your size we require quite a lot <laughs> and <laughs> eating chicken breast every day yeah exactly <laughs> it, it's an easy source of protein isn't it so um yeah you just see like young lads going out buying these massive packages worth of vitamins and this and that and the other when really what they should be focusing on is what they're actually doing in the gym what they're eating outside of it, and then the rest and recovery to go with it. Mm -hmm. The and, basics are just yeah, so important. Exactly. Like people, people overlook that because they want to yeah. go from zero to a hundred. Mm. You know, like that. They don't want it. They don't want the hard work. Like for my, for my first year. I mean, we've had this conversation, but like for my first lifting year, I had no clue what I was doing. I was yeah. just going to the gym, and I was like, I'm going to do full body. Every yeah, that, day. that's what I, I did five every, days a week. I want yeah. everything to grow, so I'm going to train everything every day. Yeah, and and like I had a basic understanding of nutrition. I was like, I need to eat more if I want to grow more. So for yeah. me, uh, you know, that was it. Just get the food and get know, it in. <laughs> Seventeen-year-old Manny going to college or going to school <laughs> on the bus with a loaf of bread in the morning. Eating all these, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That was me in the morning. It's just a loaf of bread and I'd eat a loaf of bread every day. And, you know, I gained, I gained weight because I was yeah, in of course, you're eating bus. like 15,000 calories worth of bread. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and then you have to go through that before you can like, yeah. for you to really understand what your body's capable of, what works for you, what doesn't, what you enjoy, what you don't, what you're good at. Yeah. you're bad at and and then from there you build on like you don't go in not having that period and then just go straight to you know experimenting with you know the wrong kind of stuff yeah exactly like my first protein shake that i used to have after the gym was um <clears throat> you know the nesquik uh chocolate milkshake oh my god i did that too <laughs> i used to have that with a banana in <laughs> I used to do that. Get my protein in. Full fat milk and everything. <laughs> even even when I went to college, right? Before, and this is before I started working with my protein. I used to just have like, you know, the 50p Tesco's um like pint of milk. Oh yeah. The yeah. Little carton. Yeah. yeah, I just used to drink that every day. That's what well, I used to well, have. Back in uh, back in high school when everyone started sort of drinking in the park and stuff, I'd be there with a, a full fat a pint of milk and a pack of crusted creams <laughs> like a little nerd <laughs> ginger nuts for me ginger nuts and ginger milk nuts. crusted creams yeah. for me uh, ginger nuts got more protein my guy more protein and carbs <laughs> <laughs> I mean when you're doing a full pack of crusted creams I don't think it really matters nah I don't think it does <laughs> it's more sugar than anything so that's another problem 
mentioning that, like these newbies who like go into say Holland and Barrett's and like, oh, two for 50 on five grams of, uh, five kilograms of protein. And they look at it and they're like, oh my God, 60 grams of protein per serving. Yeah. And then when you actually get down to it and you look at what's in it and it's like, you know, 50 grams of carbs, 47 yeah. of which are sugars. Yeah. Like you're going to be on the toilet, my guy. Like you're not putting on <laughs> any weight. Um, well, a lot of, yeah. I mean, we're sort of getting away from the whole steroids and fake 90s, but um, the things that really do my head in are mass gainer proteins. Yeah, pointless. Oh, like, Your body can't take on that much. It, it's not just that, though. Like People look at it and go, oh, this is going to get me massive. When if you look at the nutrition between sort of your normal whey isolate and these mass gainers, all the difference is, is a load of carbs and a load of fat. It's just increased calories in a shake. And it's a lot of things that your body's not actually going to use. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the issue. The, the reason why I like the impact weight is it's 26 grams, yeah. one scoop, yeah. 400 um, mils of, of liquid, yeah. and it's done. I'm not bloated. I can yeah, carry exactly. on my day as normal. There's no fat, and no carbs in it or anything. It's straight up protein. Either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it sucks people in as well because they usually have big tubs of it and it's like shiny labels and all sorts and it's like oh 90 yeah and 90 there's always quid some sort of discount and deal on it yeah yeah it's like 90 quid a tub or you can get it on discount for two for 60 quid and everyone's like what a bargain i'm gonna get massive for 120 quid i'm gonna get small for 60 quid Come on, mate. i'll have a bit of that oh jeez but yes, we digress. I mean, going yeah. back to the fake natties, the only thing I'll say on that, if if somebody screams, oh, I'm natural, and they have to remind you every two minutes how natural they are. It's like it's like natural bodybuilder in people's Instagram bio. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> bro, give it a rest. Who are you trying to kid? Like, like, it's a red flag already. You're definitely I'm not even an imposter. <laughs> I mean, even additionally, at photo. <laughs> I, saw, I saw one guy, right? Um, I can't remember the kid's name, and he he done like a video on Julian Smith. I think he's got his name was like Third Eye, and he's right. got like a dot in in the middle of his head, like a big spot. Right. I'll, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'll drop a comment of the guy when I find okay. him. Um, but yeah, like it's an amazing video. He's fu he's funny, and he just goes into like loads of different things and like just approaches it in a different angle. But one of the most notable things he said to was and and this is like when people sometimes ask me questions surrounding you know fake natties and steroid use this is a one question i always tell them or ask them or get them to ask themselves is if you think that someone is a fake natty or you think someone is is on steroids the one question you gotta ask is if, they, if they're claiming to be natty is what would they look like if they were on steroids, if yeah, you can't picture point. or even fathom, or yeah. there's no example of what they would look like on steroids, chances are they're probably on steroids. You know, like if you're one of the biggest guys on Instagram, right, and you're claiming to be natural, and there's guys of your same size with the same training experience yeah. on steroids. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Exactly. It's like uh, the saying, isn't it? Um, if you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, stole that one from James Smith. Actually, I heard it the other day. I was like, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, going back to the, the fake natty thing and people sort of claiming natural, I've heard rumours that companies like Gymshark having their contracts that they're not allowed to sort of come out and speak about being unnatural. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that. And if you look at a lot of the athletes, especially for Gymshark now, they got rid of a lot of their sort of normal, sort of what you call normal body athletes. Yeah, I mean when you <laughs> when you like I think when we were all younger yeah. and you saw guys lifting and in their little stringer vest with yeah. nipples but you know and you used to think, oh this guy's absolutely massive. Yeah. And then you go to your first convention and you're bigger than him. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and some of them look massive. 
and then you realize they're five yeah, a lot minus of three. You're not really that big. A lot like, of it's angled, isn't like it? That. Like a lot of it yeah. is angles. But, like, I, like I worked at the Gymshark event, uh, 2019 it would have been. And obviously mm. all the big Gymshark athletes were there and I was walking around and I was like, I'm bigger than most of you. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like... Like I had a photo ooh. with... Mum was calling there. Oh, I had a, a photo with Steve Cook as well. Yeah, and but he's not I, that big. Oh, he's a nah, I'm not gonna lie, he's a big guy. Um, he's a big guy, yeah. but he's not that big. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, he's not like Ronnie Coleman. Or, oh, no, no, you know, like you know, I think I, like I'm that. heavier than him. I'm heavier than him, definitely. I'm a bit like taller. his physique, it's, it's not out of the realms of attainability. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. if somebody were to ask me, is he natty or fake? I'd say he, he's likely natty because. At the moment, I've, I I've seen it, I've, guys, regular yeah. guys, with literally the exact same physique, and yeah. at my peak, you know, I would have, I would have stunted on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's pictures there, like it's, yeah, yeah. Um, like one of my idols, Ulysses. We we got a picture oh, geez, together yeah. at one point, and my arms looked massive, and I wasn't even at my heaviest at that point. Do you know what I mean? Like these are guys that look absolutely sculpted. They're not like unattainable. Ulysses is sculpted, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's no. not, he's not, Ulysses, like, when I met him, right, yeah. and, like, people were comparing our arm size, and it was like, oh, you're not far off. It's probably only, like, one or two inch. And I was like, yeah, I understand that. But this guy's got muscles on top of the muscle yeah. in between two muscles that yeah, are, you know, having a DJ it? booth with you know, <laughs> five other muscles. Like, that's the difference. Do you know what I mean? These yeah. professional athletes, the ones, you know, that I would, I would assume are natty are ones who have reached a size, they've maintained that size and then just built upon it because they can't physically get it. Yeah, definitely. Dude, that guy has been lifting for over 30 years. If I know, in, but it's in, his age, isn't it? You get to an age where it I mean, yeah, don't I start mean, ticking it's as well. I mean, what yeah. he's doing now. But if, if in two, three years of me lifting, I was very close to his physique, yeah. and then the next year, I was literally the same size. Yeah. You know, same body measurements, same bicep, tricep size, same weight, right? But just still not as ripped and shredded but I've only been lifting for four or five years and he's been doing it for 30. It makes sense. Yeah. But when you see, again, I'll use Ronnie Coleman, the likes of Ronnie Coleman, there is no amount of lifting that will ever get me that big. No. There is no, no amount of food. No, no. Like, they're just silly-sized people. Yeah. <laughs> like, walking if around the carpet under their if, arms. If you, yeah, if you can't physically fathom or comprehend how you would even attain that physique then it's likely you never could naturally yeah. anyway yeah exactly hopefully the videos from Orion and joe sort of bring other people out to speak about it i think it will in time because yeah. i mean there's there's really this normalization of steroids and ergogenic aids everything's kind of coming into one but the only issue is, like you said earlier, that so many people are turning to it because they're seeing yeah. more of it. So they just think, oh, you know, he's doing it. So I might as well. The thing for me, though, as well, is that, like, obviously you look up to some of these people for sort of inspiration because they're content creators as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think the fact of them coming out to say that they've been on steroids is going to change anyone's opinion. Like, I'm, I'm still going to like their content. <laughs> like. I'm still going to watch it. It's not going to change my mind. And I think they need to realise that themselves as well, because it's not going to do yeah. any damage. If anything, it's probably, in this day and age, going to gain them more respect. Yeah, it just comes down to the reason why, yeah. you know, your, your fan base or your follower base, like, as an individual, why are you following this person? Yeah. If it's purely off the basis of their image and this whole idea that they're completely natural yeah. and, you know, you're seeking this whole purity... It, the chances are a lot of the time you're going to be disappointed because how somebody reaches their goals shouldn't necessarily determine whether you support them or not. Yeah. Yes. Transparency is, is definitely something that needs, needs to be an integral part of this because you're not as an influencer, you're influencing people to do stuff, buy stuff or try stuff, right. Or train a certain way. So you need to be transparent that, 
you, you might not get these results if you're not using the exact same kind yeah. of methods that I am. That's where it needs to be transparent. And that's where there's an issue with these fake natties because some people will follow someone wanting to emulate them and it's just not possible. And then they're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. Oh, maybe I haven't, you know, bought his most recent up-to-date program. That's it. Right, yeah. let me buy his next program for 250 quid. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm not eating the same as him, but I can't be bothered to eat all that. I can't cook. You know, let me get one of these meal prep companies that charge me 100 quid a week to send me all the meals, you know, okay. because he's got a discount code for that as well. <laughs> 10%. I think a lot of people, though, know that these people aren't natural. I, I, I think there's a, enough information out there for people to make their own judgment now to realize that these people aren't actually natural anyway so it's i, I just I, I don't understand why they say they're not doing these things anyway when i'd say at least 75 percent of their fan base no i mean just taken away from my uh like going back to my nerdy side, <laughs> I was go. watching a video about a guy who was exposing people who were hacking in the game and all these professional streamers. And he like looked at their stats and you could see that something didn't quite add up. Yeah. But because they hadn't said it, you like you couldn't really pull them up on it. Yeah. And you've got to remember, these people who make a lot of money out of what they do, A, are going to do everything they can to conceal the truth. They're going to do everything to look like what they're doing is genuine right and with a lot of money invested in what they do their whole image is based upon um well the money they make is based upon their image so are yeah. you telling me that somebody whose money and their income is and their whole career is based upon their image is not going to do one little small thing that's going to help them maintain that come on yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I think... Ask anybody if 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 I said to you right now, you know, all you have to do is just take this one thing and you're gonna be a millionaire and you're gonna get all of the things that you want in terms of your fitness career, you're likely gonna do it. Yeah. And then if the only term, the only grievance was, you know, you can't just go around telling people. And I think the other thing is, like we've touched on. It's it, sometimes it might not necessarily be that they're trying to conceal it. It might just be that they understand the influence they have now. And yeah. if they were to come out and say, I'm taking this, that that might cause a large portion yeah. of their following to go, do you know what? I'm going to start taking yeah, that now. Like the knock-on effect of them actually admitting yeah. the stuff that they've been taking. I think to round this portion up, um, just for anyone out there that is actually considering taking steroids, one listen to like the last 20 minutes that we've been speaking about and uh to just know the sort of risks that you're taking know why you want to take them in the first place like for me if you want to take something then it's entirely up to you it's your life at the end of the day no one's there to say don't do this don't do that the only With thing i'm going to say <clears throat> is yeah. if you're wanting to take them right and literally the only reason is because you want to be big don't do it yeah like you're an idiot totally agree. right yeah. just lift if you're not competing right there is no need no. there is literally no need if you're not competing if, the, if it doesn't impact your your um like what you're doing in terms of your physical performance like if you're powerlifting, you're doing you know physique competitions allowing that they allow the use of steroids yeah. then yeah i mean by all means yeah it's the only way you can be on a level playing field isn't it yeah have your well, weight you know like but we said, if, if your only reason is because you want to be the biggest one out of your friends, it's not worth the own. risks. It's, <laughs> not, it's, it's not just that. It's not worth the risks. Like a lot of people don't like there's things that you've got to look into. You can't just take something and that's it. You've got to keep on top of your blood work. You've got to go through all your post cycle therapies and all this, that and the other. There um, are a lot of cons yeah. as well. Which... Yeah. But for somebody who has a vested interest, say somebody who's competing, they can manage those cons because they're doing it for a specific event. Yeah. So once that event has come, they can then work on those cons. Yeah. You with no specific end date in sight are going to struggle to manage those cons yeah. because like, they're going to be constant. And if you don't do it right, you can literally mess your body up for the rest of your life as well, can't you? Like all your hormone and regulation. And you can die. 
Well, yeah, you can yeah. Die. Does that? <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna round that part of the podcast, and we are going to the very last part. And I hope you've got this prepared. What is your interesting fact for the podcast? Well, I have a couple. Oh, I have a couple. Prepared. But this was based off. Um, do you want this to be around? fitness it can be absolutely anything it's just going to be an interesting fact for the listeners right okay so here's my interesting fact. (laughs) now the reason why i'm going to use this one is because it is one of the most popular and most commonly asked questions when it comes to fitness and gaining weight and getting big it's creatine my interesting fact is that creatine is already present in the body right and when you start training it actually increases the more you lift the more the more you you you, you produce right yep. so for these people who get onto creatine a lot of people don't understand the whole reason why you you want more creatine is to hold more water than your body will allow naturally and that's where you get big so if you're wondering, do I need to get on creatine? First of all, actually start training first. Get to a point where you're no longer seeing excessive growth. Then get onto creatine and you will see. And actually creatine is, is quite like steroids in the fact that you have to cycle on and off because your body can't maintain those high levels of phosphocreatine constantly. And that's my fact and information and tip so what cycle would you recommend two weeks on two weeks off for creatine see i tend to go well to be fair i don't tend to have it every single day i tend to have monday to friday and then have the weekends off that's good i mean that you can you can maintain that for a long time i mean i've yeah. built up my tolerance over the years so when i'm training i don't take creatine if i'm not training but oh, when no, i'm yeah. training no. I run it in six week cycles. So I will literally go for six weeks of loading on creatine. And then I'll have a two week break where I don't take creatine. Do you know it's a big difference in your training? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So the first week that I do it, I load up. So obviously your body produces about three, three grams a day. Um, and when you supplement it, you, you usually take five grams. About five right? grams, One little yeah. Scoop. yeah. about five grams. And it, oh, so that, how annoying is it when you get a big bag, like a kilo of it or whatever it is, and they give you a scoop of that big? <laughs> it does my head in. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. So when I load up, I'll take about 15 grams a day for the first week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. And, like, I can tell when I've had creatine because – I'll go through a liter of water in the gym easily. Oh, I won't yeah, be yeah. bloated. And I will pump like your joints. Everything feels a lot smoother. Yeah. Like you just have more energy. And then when I don't take it, it has a very like a negative robot. effect. Because, because I, I can tell the difference. I can tell like, oh, do you know what? I'm not as pumped up. I'm yeah. not as energized. Because it's it just comes down to the amount water you can hold. And more water means more oxygen. More oxygen means more physical output that is a very good fact that you've ended on there yeah (laughs) with that what was your uh, what was your non-fitness one out of curiosity oh so basically the uh the reason why people call me chief is because um so in my culture, being Zimbabwean, we have tribes. I mean, it's it's a thing of the past now. It's not really something that's practiced. I mean, there are still people who do practice it. But, like, you have different totems. Now, I won't go into totems too much, but it's mine is a monkey. Keep your right. jokes to yourself. right? And my cousin's is a lion, right? So right. his clan have the totem of lion. My clan have the totem of monkey, right? And you can always tell who's a direct relation because of their totem. So if I was to have like two kids and then they go and procreate, et cetera, and then my cousin was to go and have kids and they 
procreate. And then, you know, at some point down the line, they meet. If they were to discuss their totems, you'd know if you're related or not. Do you see what right. I'm saying? Okay. Right? Because I happens, could be like, you know. What happens like when you marry, though? Do you keep your original totem? So, so no. say, if, say like you, like a, say a lion and a monkey married, yeah. would they still be lion and monkey? Or would they be? Yeah, they'd, they'd still be yeah. lion and monkey, but then the kids would take the father's totem. Right, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, so that's <laughs> just, you know, a tiny bit of background. But as, as like, I was the firstborn. Right. So I'm a monkey, um, the monkey totem. And because yep. I'm the eldest, that You're makes the me the chieftain of the tribe. <laughs> and there you go. Chief <laughs> I like that. That's a good one, to be fair. Right. That is the first episode of the Big Lab Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed. If you're not already, drop a like below and a subscribe. I don't know where they are on the screen. It is somewhere here. <laughs> I will put uh, all of Manny's links in the bio, so go check them out. Drop them a follow on Instagram. Thank you, everyone, for watching, and we will catch you in episode two. Peace.